0: the toughest but at the same time fairest trivia question you can ask of someone else who happens to be as into this franchise as you are who exactly is there available to come back from tommy john surgery good morning to you good thursday morning i'm dan kovacevic of dk pittsburgh sports this is daily shot of pirates it comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're in into Football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. JT Brubaker and the Pirates settled in advance on arbitration terms yesterday. That means that he's going to get $2.3 million, exactly what he got for last season in which he wasn't able to pitch. This is a common ground that's achieved between team and player these days. Tommy John, unfortunately, is a really common procedure anymore. It feels almost like one out of every four pitchers has to have it at some point, especially the starters. So when Brubaker went under the knife last spring, he was part of a long list and the list would only grow longer. It would go from Baker and Max Cranick and Mike Burrows, for whom they had really high hopes, meaning going right to, into Pittsburgh for the 2023 season. Vince Velasquez went down in midseason. Johan Oviedo went down after the season, after the Pirates mismanaged his inning count. Now, Cranick's already been cut loose. He was dropped off the 40-man roster even though he's publicly declared himself to be fully healthy, fully ready to go. So you're still left with a lot of guys. You're still left with Brubaker and Burroughs and Velazquez. Of course, Oviedo being way behind since he's going to miss all of 2024. Brubaker said over the weekend at Pirates Fest that he expects to be back by around the All-Star break. These types of projections, here again, tend to be pretty accurate. This is all exact science stuff at this point. Everyone knows that elbow ligaments can't handle pitching. The human body has not evolved to the point where we are all pitchers. And as such, the human body is going to struggle with greater velocities, a greater emphasis on spin rates slow stuff that makes your arm do funny things. And so there might be even greater risk now than there was back when everybody was lauding Nolan Ryan and Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson and all these iron men who would just pitch a zillion innings and throw at a zillion miles an hour. Well, they've always been the exception, but now that's more true than ever. So it's not so much that you have to look at these cases and wonder if they're going to be able to pitch their way back. I remember having conversations with Sean Burnett, for those of you who remember a Pirates First Rounder from, boy, about 20 years ago. And he was terrified. When he was in Bradenton, he was down there for a whole year. Uh, He'd stayed in touch with me through most of it. And he'd send something like, hey, this is the day that I'm allowed to grip and squeeze in orange and i was like you're doing what oh yeah this is a big big day i'm gripping and squeezing in orange they still do all of this i mean it can be a tennis ball it can be something else but in burnett's case it was an orange and it was a big moment for him a big step and he had no idea Now, to his credit he came back and predominantly with the washington nationals turned out to be a pretty nice relief pitcher for a few years made himself a A few million bucks at the big league level. Good for him. Not everybody does, but most of them do. And you don't at all sense that same fear, same trepidation with these guys when they go down to Tommy John. The question as it pertains to the 2024 Pirates is how many, if any, of these pitchers can they count on or should they count on? Should they all be considered gravy? The ones who would stand out from the timeline perspective, obvious one, is Brubaker. Brubaker's been around the team nonstop. He's been in the clubhouse. He's been in Bradenton. He was just at Pirates Fest. This is someone who very obviously they see as a part of their pitching staff. I don't want to say rotation. You never know if someone's going to come back as a reliever or starter or whatever. So I guess the more questionable of the guys who've gone down are going to be Burroughs and Oviedo, and I think it's in that order. Burroughs is a guy who was a sinker baller. Uh, they absolutely loved what he was doing. They saw him as one of the top two or three guys, and in some cases, the top one, believe it or not, in their system at the time he went down. This hurt a lot more than what I think most people will realize. But if he's able to come back, you hang on to him, you keep working with him. The plus to that is, and I hate to attach a plus to anybody having their bodies cut open, is that you're not going to cost very much. I'm not sure what Brubaker would, would have run up as a bill at this stage of his arbitration, but it would not have been $2.3 million. So you have him either as a depth piece or you have him as someone that you can work into your pen if you're able to build some kind of solid rotation. Who knows? But with Burroughs and Oviedo, the real trick here is being patient and recognizing and appreciating that you still have some kind of potential depth coming up from the miners, provided you don't screw them up again. I don't know if I should say that about Burroughs, but I can definitely say it about Oviedo. And even then, if they come along and they're showing some talent and everything else, they're young pitchers, they're going to come to Pittsburgh and lose all their velocity. God, why do I ever try to get through these segments without doing that? When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone. Today's J1Q comes from Richard, who says, Yeah, DK, it's a problem. We all know it's a problem, and no offense, but continually whining about it doesn't fix it. So what would you do to fix the problem? That's what we, your listeners, want to know. I've been saying for three years now that they need to do two things the Pirates do to make a drastic improvement. One is increase the size and quality of the people in their analytics department, which it looks like they've been doing. Two, think outside the box and bring in some pitching coaches from non-MLB places, whether it's a facility like Driveline or even young coaches from the college level. I'm not an expert, so I'd like to hear what other things they should be doing to fix their pitching approach problem. Richard, I appreciate the spirit, the joyful spirit in which that was delivered. I really always welcome being admonished when I'm getting repetitive and I feel like I don't have a choice on this particular subject because I'm not I'm not nearly nimble enough to look at the team's overall pitching situation and pretend that they don't have a problem with developing it, with instructing it. I'm not nearly that blind or stupid. I can say the same thing about the hitters. I've been covering the Pirates on a regular basis since 2005, so we're almost at the exact 20-year mark. I have never once, in all of that span, focused on the pitching-slash-hitting instruction the way I have with this group. Why? Because with all of the rest, whether they were pitching coaches or hitting coaches, I could cite real live examples of successes of players who got better. I could share with you testimonials from those players who would tell me on or off the record, man, this guy has really made a difference with me. Going back to Jason Bay and Xavier Nady, just glowing about Don Long, hitting coach who made them both very, very wealthy young men. I could talk about Spin Williams, Ray Searich, and I could give you all kinds of names and positive reviews from players who will still swear by those individuals. I can't do that with a single guy on the current roster or even recent rosters as it relates to either of these pitching or hitting coaches. That's not me being mean. That's not me being on some perpetual diatribe or rant. It just happens to be a fact. Now, to attempt to answer your actual question, Richard, my solution first and foremost would be to change these two individuals, meaning replace them with other people. And I know some people get all squeamish and whatever. Oh, you're calling for somebody's job. That's always insensitive. You shouldn't be happy. when something. It has nothing to do with anything. These guys signed up for the roles that they have. They interviewed for these jobs. They were hired for these jobs. They are subject to everything that comes with these jobs, including criticism that could include calling for your firing. That's just life. In these particular positions, you could have chosen something else to do with your life. I would replace them. And like you, the way you worded it, Richard, you said, I'm not an expert and I can't. I'm not either. And I don't pretend to be. I don't have all of the answers to say, well, what are they doing in St. Louis where their pitching development is ranked number one by Baseball America? In fact, it's number one by such a great distance that number two isn't even in their rearview mirror that's how massive the disparity was in this survey. What are they doing? Find out. What are the Rays doing? Find out. What are all of these teams doing, including the Dodgers? Including the Dodgers, because this is the one area where you can compete financially. I've gotten a lot of responses to this latest set of rants saying, well, why doesn't Bob Nutting spend more money? My information is that the Pirates already spend quite a bit in this area. That they are at either an industry norm or above an industry norm for spending. You know what? Make it more. Because this is one area where you actually can rival the spending of the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Mets or the whoever's. This is just a matter of employing the best coaches, the best analytics people, the best biorhythmic people. Like you said, why is everyone okay with sending all their players to Driveline? Go and buy Driveline. Move it to Pittsburgh. You know, find yourself like a great big parking lot somewhere and say, here, here, go ahead. This is Driveline here, only we're going to call it Pittsburgh Pirates Driveline. Do that do that. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow.